0: Hey, thanks for joining us here today at Victory Church, where we invite people to belong before they believe. If you want to know more about who we are and what we do, or if any of our messages have impacted your life and you would like to partner with us in giving to this ministry, we invite you to do so by visiting our website at victory.church. Now, let's check out this week's message from our lead pastor, John Chesty.
1: Well, welcome, Victory Church. I don't know if you can feel it right where you are, but I feel the Holy Spirit. And what I love about God is He's not dependent on us being in a building, but it says, "Where two or three gather in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And I believe that's happening right now through this very camera, that you are joined with people all over the world worshiping God today, and so you can rest assured that the Holy Spirit is there. And I know that there's some of us that maybe you're going through something difficult. I As I was praying today and as I was preparing for the message, I really had a burden for someone or maybe it's a group of you that are watching right now and maybe you've given up on God. Maybe this last year has been extremely difficult for you and maybe you've been trying to control things and you've been trying to figure things out on your own. And My prayer today is through this message that we would all just kind of let go that we would all surrender to him, to his plan, and through that, that we would experience his peace. Well, today happens to be Valentine's Day, Sunday, and I know the snowstorm is throwing a bit of a wrench in that today, but if you're married or you're sitting next to your boyfriend or your girlfriend, I want you to look at them really quick and say, you look so good today. Now. Maybe for some of you, you're in a group in a house, and there's some single people. You might have just landed a date tonight. That's um, that's okay. You can thank me for that. But today, I as I've been thinking about it and talking to people this week, there are some of us that Valentine's Day is not necessarily a great day. Sometimes Valentine's Day is a difficult day. We we have a group of at the Ebon campus a group of widows that have um, lost obviously their husbands and. And uh, so what they're doing is tonight they're going to be gathering together and they're going to be experiencing uh, community. And so I know it's difficult, so I want you to know something. If you're sitting there and you're like, this is not my day, why don't even bring up Valentine's Day? I want you to know that you can experience the love of God and the peace that comes from Him. And that's my prayer for you today. Well, I want to take us in um, on a journey today and I want to look at Genesis 22. Now, Pastor John, last week, if you missed the message, it was State of the Church Address. And, but not was it just only State of the Church. He really, uh, man, it was an incredible message taking us from Genesis 18 to Genesis 21. And I want to pick up in Genesis 22. Now, a part of that was you know, last week was Heart for the House Offering. And many of you committed to giving this year towards Heart for the House Offering because this is your home and this is your place and I want you to know that you can continue to do that, in fact online there's a little form that you can fill out or the next time you're here at Victory Church we will have these for you and uh, man we're honored that you would be a part of that giving and that offering, Um, man it's making a difference in people's lives. But Pastor John took us through Genesis 18 through 21 and that was when Abraham and Sarah were expecting a child were hoping to have a child and they were Sarah was very old and so it was kind of this laughable thought like god how could you possibly do something in fact pastor John let us know last week that the, the name Isaac even means to laugh that's impossible but don't you know that our god is a god of possibility that no matter what you're facing no matter what you feel uh, no matter what you've been expecting and it's just taken a very long time, you can rest assured that the God that you serve is a God of possibilities that that whatever it feels like, no matter how long it's taken, he can do it. And then we pick up in verse in chapter twenty two So they have their son Isaac, God does the impossible, and then we see this crazy unfolding of what he asked them to do with their son Isaac in chapter twenty two verse one it says, Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to Abraham, and he said to him, Abraham. And Abraham replied, he said, here I am. He replied. Then in verse 2, it says, then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah and sacrifice him there as a burnt offering. On a mountain, I will show you. This message has started incredibly encouraging today. The title of my message today is "Anything, but that." Say anything but that. Anything, but that. God, I'll do anything for you. I, have you ever had those moments where I'll do anything for you, God? But, but really, will we do anything? I think. It, Abraham probably had to have thought, anything Lord but that, this is, this is the, the gift that you gave me, anything but that. Let's go ahead and pray and we'll get to the message today. Father we thank you for today, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that is with us. We thank you that you're going to encourage us today God, that we are right where we are, no matter where we are around the world, that right now, whether this is a year later or this is happening in this very moment, God you can speak to us. You can encourage us, and you can bring us peace, and that's what we pray for today. In Jesus' name, and right where you are, just say amen. Well, I tell you, I'm excited to, to be able to speak to you today, and I want to honor Pastor John. Uh, I'm so thankful for Pastor John. In fact, last week, like just like I said, he took us through State of the Church Address, and State of the Church is one of those weeks that we looked forward to as, as a church every year because we took, take a look at where we've been and we take a look at where we're going. I'm thankful for his leadership. I'm thankful and I'm excited for where we are going in this year. And so today we're, we're looking at this story of Abraham. It says in verse 1, sometime later, God had tested Abraham. How many of us like tests? I'm not sure about you, but I'm not, a, I'm not someone that enjoys tests. I don't want tests, but I do know that the nature of God is at times to be tested, that, that God has a plan, and he has a purpose, and he wants to do great things for you. In fact, God had a great purpose for Abraham and for Sarah, and it was bigger than just Isaac, that God had a purpose to do something really big. In fact, if you look back to Genesis 17 and chapter 17, God makes this covenant with Abraham and he says some pretty amazing things. In fact, one of those things he says, he says, I'm going to make your descendants as many as the stars in the sky. He says, Kings will literally come through. See that there will be kings that come and it's going to happen through you. I imagine this was a, a pretty amazing moment for Abraham. He actually renames he was Abram at this time, and he renames him to be called Abraham, and he, he calls him, he 's going to be the father of many nations and so it's this amazing point, and so here's what we have to know is that anytime God is going to do something big, and, and you have to know that if you serve God, if you made Jesus your Lord and your Savior, that God has a plan for your life, that he wants to do something with you, he wants to do something in you, and I believe that he wants to do something through you, but oftentimes, just like Abraham, if he's going to do something through you, especially as big as what he was going to do through Abraham, he's going to test you. And it's tough. The very first verse says, and some time later, he tested Abraham, and so I want to look at three things today. I want to look at this story of Abraham and Isaac. Maybe you've heard this story, you remember it from your church days on the felt board. I'm not breaking out the felt board for you today, although that would be kind of fun. Today, what I want to do is I want to look at three things from maybe a different perspective. I want to look at the response, I want to look at the route, and I want to look at the result. The response, the route, and the result. Let's start with point one today. The response. Do you know God is looking for your response, in fact, oftentimes I think He's testing our response. He's looking for people that say, like I remember when I was a, a, a college student and I'd given my life to Christ and I remember standing in a room and I remember going to the altar. Maybe you can remember some of these moments in your walk with God and you can remember back to specific moments, whether it be in worship or, or just be this big moment in your life. And I remember, I remember multiple times just giving my life to God and saying, God, I'll do anything for you. You remember these moments? God, would you use me? I had these big prayers. And one of our core values here is we pray big prayers to a big God, and we expect big results. And oftentimes, when we pray big prayers to a big God, what he's saying is, I want to do that with you, but before I can do that with you, I need to test you. And in the test, how will you respond? That's the key. In the test, how will you respond? Respond. In fact, it says this. He says, He said to him, Abraham, and Abraham said, Here I am. He replied. See, God calls out to Abraham, and his response is, Here I am. Now, this word, Here I am, is the word Hanini. Now, I need you to say Hanini. Now, you're sitting in your room that you've had way too many Zoom meetings in this year, and this is not a Zoom meeting. This is an interactive time between me and you at the moment, so I want you to say, Hanini. Now, I just want you to say it again because that's a very weird word. But Hanini, here's what it means. Hanini means total readiness, total surrender. What I love about this is that this is Abraham's reply before God even gives him instruction. That's dangerous. That can be a dangerous prayer to say when God calls out. I imagine God saying, Wade, and I say, Here I am, do anything. And then all of a sudden, he calls me to do what he's called Abraham to do. And I imagine myself saying, anything but that, God. God, I, I, listen, I, I remember the day that my, my son Jackson was born. My f- oldest son, he's 12 now, and uh, I remember the day, and, and I remember, I'm not going to give you too many details, but, but we had a pretty tragic moment when Jackson was born. In fact, when he was born, he had the umbilical cord around his neck, and so it was becoming, his heartbeat would just drop down to nothing. And I remember the doctors in the hospital room, I remember the doctor, it's just me and a nurse and the doctor, and I remember this concerned look on the doctor's face, and I remember I I asked the doctor, I said, I said, what's going on? The doctor said, he can only handle this a couple more times, and then all of a sudden she goes, I need you to step in. So the nurse stepped into her role, and I stepped into the nurse's role, and I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew something was going on. And the nurse, I mean, the doctor runs out and she comes back in with about 12 other doctors and they begin to, to, to do some, do some stuff to, to make it happen quicker. And she said, we got to get him out quickly. And they brought him out and the umbilical cord was around his neck. And I remember them cutting the umbilical cord and he was limp. He was blue. And he wasn't moving. My wife didn't know what was going on, thank God. And I just began to pray. So they took him and they just kind of threw him down on the table and they began to give him oxygen. And I remember just pacing the room. I was pacing the room and there was this one nurse there and I could sense something different. I, I knew she was praying with me. And all of a sudden they were giving him oxygen and there was a moment that he started to cry. And I'm telling you, he went from blue to color immediately. And God had provided my son. And later that day we went to, to, to bathe him and the, the nurse asked me, she said, would you like to go with me? And I said, absolutely, I'd love to go with you. And then she, she, what she really wanted to do was she wanted to talk to me. And we were bathing my son. And she said, what were you doing? I said, well, I was pacing the room. I was pacing the room and I was praying. Because God had promised my wife and I a son. And she said, I was praying too. And I sensed that in the room. And I'm just telling you, our God is faithful. And you may be facing a situation, but your God is faithful. But I think God... I think God was in that moment. I don't think God was going to take my son, but I think God was looking at my response. My response. That in moments of difficulty and in moments of trouble and in moments of, of challenge, how are we going to respond? Are we going to doubt? Are we going to question? Are we going to to to? To tell God that we don't believe or that we don't trust him or that we don't love? Or are we going to respond in prayer and in faithfulness? Abraham responded. In fact, here's how he responded. It it says in in verse 2, it says, Then God said, Take your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah and sacrifice him there. As a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you early the next morning. Here's how he responded. So, God calls Abraham to sacrifice his son, and we don't see an argument. We don't see a questioning. We don't see a wrestling. Here's what we see. We see this in verse 3. It says, early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He had just said, Hanini, God, whatever, total readiness, total obedience. Total surrender. So God, if you said it, I trust you. I trust you. And so he loaded the donkey. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been other times in my life that I haven't responded so well. I remember the time that God called me to ministry. And I remember sitting in a a youth room, and I was a youth volunteer, and I was a knucklehead. I just walked out of a difficult season of my life, a long difficult season of my life. And I remember thinking to myself, I was sitting in there, and I'd give my life to Christ, and I, I put all these plans what I was going to do. You ever done that? I knew what I was going to do. I was going to own a business. I was going to play soccer first. I was going to be a professional soccer player. Then I was going to own a business, and I was going to commit that to God. God had a different plan for my life. And I remember sitting in a youth room, and the, the worship happens, and I remember the youth pastor talking, and then all of a sudden, I remember God speaking to me. You ever had those moments? You ever had a moment where you just felt it? Now listen, it wasn't a vocal voice. So some of you, you you've, you've heard God and you don't even realize it. God has spoke to your spirit and you've dismissed it. And I'm just telling you, God has spoken to you. But I remember sitting there in that moment and i feeling this call to be a pastor. And I looked up at the pastor and I was I, I couldn't even hear what he was saying, but I remember just in that moment, just being so thankful, and then, and then I remember all the questions. I remember all the doubts. I remember all the reasons why there's no way that God would pick me to be a pastor, and I begin to question, I began to think, you know what, that was me. That was something, that was in my gut, that was just something I ate the night before. Moses, we have other people in scripture, if you, if you have questions, if you've wrestled, you're in good company. Because remember Moses at the burning bush, and God calls him to deliver the Israelites out of Egypt. And all of a sudden, he wrestles with God in this moment of, why would you choose me? I can't even speak. You've got to choose somebody else. We look at the story of Jonah, right? And God calls him to the to Nineveh, to the city of Nineveh, and they're wicked and they're evil people, and Jonah can't stand them, and so what's he do? God calls him to preach, and he jumps on a cruise ship. He's like, I'm getting a suntan, God. I'm not, I don't want any part of what you want from me, and he wrestles, and then later he ends up, as we know the story, preaching to them, but he wrestled. Abraham, Abraham loaded up his donkey and went on a journey, He responded. And oftentimes, God is looking for your response. And what I love about this this picture is he didn't just, he he, he didn't give him the whole picture. He gave him limited instruction. All he said was, go. And he loads it up. And, And what I love about this is We don't even just have to look at the response of Abraham, but begin to look at the response of Isaac. Later on, you'll see that Isaac just went. He just trusted. Why was he able to do that? Because he had seen his father do it. See, sometimes I wonder if, you know, my kids are being, I'm like, why are my kids being stubborn? Why won't they just surrender? Why won't they throw up the white flag? If you're a parent, can I get an amen? You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I have to look at myself and say, well, they're just being like dad. And I have to look at a mirror and say, you know what, they're just a picture of who I am. And so sometimes we have to say, what are we, how are we responding? Do we wrestle with what God says? Do we wrestle with trying to control things? Do we wrestle with issues or do we just respond? The test is this, how quickly do you act on what God says? How quickly do you act? I think that's a great spiritual test, is how quickly do we, do we say yes to what God says, and do we begin to move when God says go? How quickly do we move? Do we wait? Do we try to put all the plans in place? Any planners? Come on, nudge your spouse. We know. They already know. God already knows. We're planners. We want to put all the plans in place. We want to have it all figured out. We want to have the white picket fence. You're going to get married. You already got the white picket fence out. You picked out. You got the house picked out. You got the spouse picked out. Even though he doesn't know it yet. You got the whole plan in place. You're going to work here. It's going to look. It's going to work like this. And God's saying, Whoa, 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 whoa. Will you just respond? Will you just move? You don't have to have all the plans. How quickly will you move on limited? Instruction, which leads us to our second thought, is this: the route. So we had the response. How we respond? The second thought is this: the route. Will you stay the course even though it feels difficult? Will you stay the course even though you don't want to go? The other day, um, at this time of the recording of this message, there is a big snowstorm happening, and so. I was on my way to an appointment, and I normally don't, don't put on uh, Maps, Google, because I don't like to be bossed around by Siri very much, and I, but this particular time, there was snow on the ground, and I, there was ice on the ground, and so I just, I wasn't sure about the estimated time of arrival. You know, I want to know what time I'm going to get there. That'll preach, and I remember um, I put it on, I put Siri on because I wanted to know the estimate of time of arri- uh, arrival. Siri was telling me to take a different way than I normally take. How dare Siri? And so I was going, I said, you know what? I know better than Siri does. How many of us know better than Siri? We know better than Siri. And so I, I, I decided to go the way that I always go. It's the better way. I know the better way. I don't know about you, but, but God has given me the ability To know what's best for me, it's a spiritual gift. And so I remember I was was, uh, taking my route, the normal route, but but Siri was telling me a different route, and what happened? There was a big crash. There was a big crash on that road, and so what I found out was Siri was trying to protect me from being late. How many times is God trying to take you on a route and take you on a journey, but you just think you've got the way figured out? You, you, you know what you should do. It's a journey, and God is taking us on this journey, he's taking us on a route, and we have to be able to do is say, God, you know the bigger route. Just like Siri had the better plan for my life, God has a better plan for your life. And some of us, we, here's the issue, the issue is this, is we try to control the journey. We try to decide the way the journey is going to look. If you look back at verse 2, it says, Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering. And he says this, On a mountain I will show you. On a mountain I will show you. Here's Here's what he's saying. You don't even know where you're going. You don't even know what the destination looks like. I don't need you know, to know what the destination looks like. I don't need you to know what the estimated time of arrival is. I just need you to go. I just need you to be in to move. See this is a picture of how of what, what God wants from us. He wants us to move. He doesn't need to show us the big picture and know The big plan. He just wants to see that you'll move. This journey that we're about to read about was a 50 to 60 mile journey. It was a three day journey. You don't think that that if I'm Abraham, let me just put it, I don't know, I can't put words in Abraham's mouth, but I can tell you this if I'm Abraham on three days and a 50 to 60 mile hike, I'm trying to figure out how to rework this thing. I'm going to find me a lamb. I'm going to find me a sacrifice. God's going to approve of it. I'm going to get there, and I'm not going to have to sacrifice my son. We try to control. This is not Abraham. In verse 13, Abraham doesn't try to make a detour. It says he took with him two servants, two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set up for the place God had told him about. He didn't know about it. He just have been told about it on the third day Abraham looked up and saw a place in the distance he said to his servants stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there we will worship and then we will come back to you Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac and he himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of them went on together Isaac spoke Up and said to his father, Abraham, father? Yes, my son. Abraham replied, The fire and the wood are here. Isaac said, But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? You can begin to see this like Isaac's putting two and two together. What are we doing here, God? I mean, Dad? Abraham answered, God Himself, listen to this, I love this. God Himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went together. When they reached the place that God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and had arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and he took the knife to slay his son. This is graphic. It says this, but the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am. The same word, Hanini. The same response, he says, Hanini, he replied, listen, the same response that he said before he even knew to sacrifice his son, the same response, I'm in total obedience. I'm sure there's a sigh of relief in this, Hanini. I'm sure there's a sigh of relief in this moment. Yes, God, are you changing the plan? See, here's what I love about, here's what God began to speak to me about what, What is being shown here in this this passage is this, is that Abraham was faithful to the first word until God gave him the second word. He was faithful to, to walk the route and the journey to the point that he had his son, laid on the burnt offering, and he has the knife, and he's ready to sacrifice his son all the way to this point until, he, until God spoke back out and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he says, Hanini, I'm relieved. You know, I wonder that if this is the test that God asks of us, will we keep moving even when God is silent. God gives us a first word and we move for a while and then we try to control things. When God's saying, I'm not giving you a second word until you're faithful with the first word. I'm not giving you a, a next instruction until you're faithful with the first instruction. And I don't know about you, but there's so many times in my life that that I just take off just like I did on that map, on that route, and I, I just go my own way and I delay the promise. Now, here's what, I would, here's what I would say is that the promise doesn't change. I just wonder sometimes if we delay it. The promise is there. God gives you a word, but are you faithful enough to continue to walk in the, mem- in the moments between? So you got the first word and you got the second word. What happens in this space? Because until we're faithful with this space, we don't get the second word. And since Abraham was faithful with the first word, he gets the second word. But our issue is control. So this this story is a picture of surrender. Now I want you to see this. Because listen, you can have, you can surrender, or you can control, one will lead to peace and one will lead to strife. Let me say it again. You can surrender or you can control. One will lead to peace and one will lead to strife. I don't know about you, but every time I found myself controlling a situation is when I am most anxious in my life. When I'm thinking about something, you ever, is anybody like me, like sometimes you play out conversations in your head before you even have them? Man, we are some weird people at times, aren't we? We play out situations at work before they even happen. Have you ever been that? Have you ever done that? You play out this terrible situation, it's going to be so bad, I just want to call in sick tomorrow, and then it's not that bad the next day. We try to control things. You know what? an area, I'm going to be very vulnerable with you. You know an area that I've realized I've tried to control in my life? I've tried to control what, I, what other people think about me. I've tried to, to control what they say about me when I'm not around. I've tried to control how they'll think about me so I may act in a certain way that would make them really like me. You know what I've realized in the process is that it's none of my business what they think about me. It's none of my business. I can't control what someone says about me. I can just be me. And for some of you, you've been trying to control your job. You've been trying to control your kids. You've been trying to control your spouse. You've been trying to control your days. You've been planning out your future. And I would say this: will you just surrender? Because one leads to peace, one leads to strife. Are you anxious? Are you struggling? Are you striving? Because if you'll just lay that down, I'm telling you, you can have peace. We have to trust God. Abraham knew how to trust God. He had done it over and over. And that's why God put the purpose on his life that he was going to have. His descendants would be kings and would be the people of God. As as many of the stars in the sky that that would be God's people. He knew because Abraham trusted him. Galatians 2.20 it says, says this, it says, And it is no longer I who live, but Messiah lives in me. This is the tree of life version. And the life I live now, I live in the, bo- in the body. I live by trusting Ben Elohim, who loved me and gave up his life for me. I just trust. I just trust. One of the biggest, one of the easiest things to preach One of the hardest things to do is surrender. We know we need it. We know we're supposed to do it. But we just can try to control it. We try to control our lives. And I think oftentimes God's saying, on this route, on this journey, would you just let go? It's like the theologian Carrie Underwood. Jesus, take the wheel. Come on, sing it with me. Jesus, take the wheel. Take it from my hands. Okay, I know what you're thinking. He is an amazing singer. No, I, I missed my call as a worship pastor, I know. Now, I, I'm not going to put you too through too much of that, but it, it's such a simple thing. It's such a simple thing to sing, but it's so hard to do. But the truth is, will we just let go? Will we just surrender the walk, surrender the route, surrender the road, surrender the journey to a God who sees beyond what we can see. Who knows beyond what we know and knows what's best for you and has a plan. See, Abraham um, Abraham knew this. And all the way up to the point, in fact, we see this response. Abraham responded to his son when, when, a- when Isaac was asking his dad and kind of figuring out this moment, God, uh, dad, when, when, where's the lamb? I see the wood. I know we're going to have a burnt offering, but I don't, I don't see the sacrifice here. Isaac, listen, Isaac was beginning to figure out that maybe, maybe this isn't go, going to go like I want it to go, but you know what's interesting is that Isaac was still willing to surrender to his father. And, and Abraham responds to his son, and, and he says this. He says, do not lay a hand on the boy. No, he says, he says this. He says, I'm going to, he says, the God, God will provide. i got ahead of myself in the scripture. He says, God will provide. He says, no matter what, God's going to provide. He had spent so much time with God that he knew that he, what his God was going to do. And you know what? He, 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 had, he had seen child sacrifices before, because it was very common in this time for people, for, for people to sacrifice children to pagan gods. And surely he said to himself, not my God. There's no way. You know why? Because he knew who his father was. And I think sometimes if we'll just spend time with God, if we have a hard time trusting God with the route, if we have a hard time trusting God with our life, then what we have to do is just realize that we have to, just tr- we have to spend time with God. And maybe it's not operating on the first word. Maybe you don't even have a word. Let me just say this. You need to get in the word. And if you'll spend time with God, he'll give you a word that you can begin to walk on. Because true peace is letting go. And time with God reveals to us the nature of God, and that is a loving father. And maybe you're sitting right there in your room, and you're saying to yourself, I'm not sure God loves me. Can I just reveal to you real quick, the nature of your God, that he is a loving father. And it says this, that the kindness of God will bring you to repentance. Not the anger of God, not the meanness of God, not the God that's waiting to strike you down, but a loving father who loves you so much, that sees the route, that sees the bigger picture, and just wants relationship with you. So we have the response. We have the route, and the last thought is this, we have the result. Check this out, I love this. Verse 12, what I tried to read earlier, it says, do not lay a hand on the boy, he said, do not do anything to him. This is the angel of the Lord speaking to him, and I love this, he says, now I know that you fear God. You know what it says? You pass the test. Because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up there in the thicket. He saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and looked at the ram and sacrificed it uh, as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called this place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Verse 15, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and he said, I swear by myself. For just a second, I like the fact that he can't swear to God. He has to swear on himself because there's no greater name than than his. It says, declares the Lord that because you have done this and have not withheld your son your only son i will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through you and through you all nations on earth will be blessed and there's a really important word that says this it says because say because because you have obeyed me provision follows obedience and sometimes God's saying you want to do something big you want to be as we just walked through the season of available you want to be available to God you want to do something great for me but will you obey me because if you'll obey me I'll do something great with you and because Abraham obeyed God because his heart was to do the will of the Father and he trusted his Father throughout the entire process and he had a response that says, yes, Lord, Hanini, whatever you say, because he stayed true to the course of the route and the journey and said, God, no matter what the, how this ends up, I'm going to do your will. God said, I can trust you. Because you'll do that, I can trust you. You know what's interesting is um, we right before COVID came, uh, Pastor John, Pastor Oscar, Pastor Dale, myself, and our spouses. We went to Israel. It was an amazing trip, and we got back I think like a week before the borders closed. And uh, and then there was, so, there was so many incredible things that that the, the way the scripture just came to life. But I remember at this one spot, it was, the, it was Tel Dan, where the tribe of Dan had been, and they had a, um, a life size kind of um, altar, and, and the altar, the, the, the guide was telling us the altar was always in front of the temple, that was a reminder that before you enter this place, there's got to be a sacrifice, there's got to be a surrender that takes place. And I begin to just get this picture that before I can ever get close to God, there's always going to be another level of surrender that has to take place in my life. And if I feel like I'm stagnant in my relationship with God, maybe it's two things. Maybe I'm not spending enough time with Him, or maybe I'm not surrendering enough to Him. Maybe I'm trying to get in my own way. You ever been there? Maybe for you today, your response would be to God would say God I'm just I just from now on God I trust you God from now on I'm going to walk this route and I'm going to I'm going to trust you and I don't even care what the result looks like God I'm just going to follow you I'm going to lay it down at your altar I'm not going to follow my own ways I'm not going to try to control my my situations but today this At this moment, moving forward, I'm going to follow you. And I'm going to trust you. And what's amazing is this spot where Abraham was about to sacrifice his son Isaac would later become the place where Solomon would build his temple. A place where people would come from that time on to worship their God. What if your surrender led to someone else's worship? What if your surrender meant that someone else would have a relationship with Jesus? Because the big picture is this, it was always more than about Isaac. It was always more than it was about Isaac and although they wanted to have a son and although they wanted that so badly, God's plan is always bigger than we can imagine. And it was always about establishing a kingdom of God. And you know what it means? It means those of us that have committed our lives to Christ, it was always about you. It was about you having relationship with Jesus and he would do it through Abraham and through Isaac, and later through Jacob, who we call Israel, the people of God.
0: Thank you for joining us here today for this week's message. And here at Victory Church, we are called to equip people to live in His presence, move beyond ourselves, and be transformed. And this can only happen through your radical generosity, your serving, and your prayers. If this message or any of our messages have impacted your life and you would like to partner with us by giving into this ministry, you can do so by visiting our website at victory.church slash give. Thank you again for joining us and have a great day.